0: Hey everyone, it's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. Alright, to start this episode out, I have to address something because it's been like on my mind. I am so sorry about last week's um, audio quality. I don't know how it sounded for you guys, but for me, it sounded really crappy, and I don't like it. Um... So that brings me to that little buy me a coffee website that I told you guys about. I mean, it doesn't have to be for a coffee. It's just a catchy name. But literally, if anybody wants to donate, I definitely think it's time to upgrade my mic because I don't know what the hell this thing is doing. But yeah, it doesn't sound good a lot of the time anymore. So we're just going to have to upgrade that. Now, also, I just wanted to, of course, say thank you for all of the likes, the comments, the shares, everything you guys do. There has been so much more engagement and just like, it's really awesome because you guys are helping. And that actually brings me to we are over 7,500 downloads. Um, The next like achievement, I guess, is 10,000. And I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know four or five more episodes we'll get there because you guys have been amazing um if you haven't already whatever you are on whether it's spotify iheartradio apple podcast uh you guys can not only subscribe but you guys can auto download the episode so they will be there and waiting for you to listen to um that helps a lot because like i said i mean i know there is probably way more people who have listened than 7,500 people That's just the download. So whatever you guys are doing, thank you. You know, just keep spreading the word, doing what you're doing. All right. So today's episode. Oh, man. I told you guys we were going to stay in Yakima. And unfortunately, we're going to be, like I said already, we're going to be in Yakima probably quite often this year. So I wanted to do the kind of other side of the MMI um p which you know last week we did the mmiw so missing and murdered indigenous women well this week we're gonna do mmip which is missing and murdered indigenous uh people or i'm doing pretty much missing and murdered indigenous men in yakima (laughs) now that i think about it it's more just like missing men in yakima um because yeah it's a problem like there are men who get murdered on the yakima reservation but it's definitely not covered as much as um native women are and so it can be hard to find stuff or even like even cross people's minds it's it's a big god it's so much gender disparity between so many different things like it's really crazy Um, but yeah, we're going to focus on men today. So again, Yakima is a 1.3 million acre reservation in South, eh, it's like right in the middle of the state in South Washington, um, about three hours from Portland and they still haven't updated the, um, Washington state patrols, indigenous missing person list, It's still from January 3rd, 2023, and right now it says there are 19 male minors on it, so under 18, and 40 adult men, so 59 men in total that are indigenous missing in Washington. Again, just like the women, I think this number, I mean, unfortunately, yes, it's very high, but I think this number, honestly... Could be higher because, again, not everybody gets reported. Not everybody, like, pays attention. Not everybody cares. So underreporting, as you guys know, I've talked about many, many times before. Underreporting is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, thing when it comes to Native Americans. So Elias Chief Culp's has been missing since December 2018 from White Swan. Yeah, that's all I have about that one, unfortunately. Justin Lee McConville has been missing since sometime in January of 2015. Uh, I couldn't find an exact date, um, but he's missing from Topanish. He was known to travel along the Columbia River on the Oregon side um, to go fishing. He's got some pretty distinguishable tattoos. He has a tattoo of Chief Joseph on his right arm. What was described as a tribal fishing design on his left arm, which I still don't know what the hell that means. And then also a Native American design on his back, which, again, what the hell does that mean? But again, pretty distinguishable tattoos. And for him, that's also all that I have. Um, Gerald Wayna, he went missing on April 24th, 2022 from Topanish as well. Couldn't find much. I mean, you guys are seeing the pattern here, right? Like, literally, there were so many other more, like, names that I tried to find information on that I literally couldn't. It's these people that I'm talking about. I found, you know, whether it was a sliver of information or a little more. I think one of them I don't even have a picture for. But again, it's yeah, there's not a lot of info, whether you're man or woman, when it comes to natives in the indigenous community. People just don't like they just don't care. That it just doesn't get out there. And I don't I mean, I hate to be like, Hey, this is this name and this is a date and that's it. And then I feel even worse when I can't even find a picture. So I mean, I guess the only thing is, you know, I just want to get everybody's name out there because some type of coverage is better than none. Now, Ira Kennedy Yollop Sr., he's been missing since May 20th, 2010, but he went missing in the Dallas, Oregon. Now, his case is actually being investigated by the Yakima Nation police. Um And I guess, you know, the Dalles and Yakima could be, like, right across the river from each other because the Dalles is about three hours east of Portland. um, And it takes about that same time, three hours, to get to Yakima. So, I mean, it didn't say that he was from Yakima. didn't say that he was part of the Yakima tribe. um, But there's got to be some connection there if... You know, the Yakima Nation Police Department is looking for him, but he went missing in the Dalles. So, again, a little bit of inconsistent information right there, but at least somebody is looking for him. Now, Daniel Sampson, a.k.a. Donnie, you may remember the name from last week's MMIW episode. So Donnie is the father of Sherry D. Sampson Elwell. That was the poor lady who went missing, and her body was, oh God, it was sexually mutilated. It was physically mutilated. It was horrible. That's all I want to say. It was horrible. And on October thirtieth, nineteen ninety four, Donnie was actually out elk hunting when he went missing. They found his pickup in the mountains in a location where his son Bruce was quoted saying where they found the pickup, our dad would have never gotten lost up there. In Donnie's truck, they found his medication, his lunch, some clothing, and three rifles. He did have a fourth rifle with him, but that also disappeared when he did. And this is another case, which these cases break my heart because you guys know I have siblings. I'm the oldest. My little brother's the youngest. My little brother lives with me. I love him so much. He helps me out a lot. And this poor guy is, he already had to deal with what happened to his sister. Then he's dealing with his father missing and having no answers on that. And I mean, we've seen that in other cases, like with George and Eddie um, Pooler, like their sister had to go through all that. It's it's very, very sad when, of course, one person goes missing or ends up murdered. But when you have two, I mean, in even some cases more than that, that's just truly devastating and I mean, I I don't know how these people do it and I just feel so bad. And the youngest, actually, this was really, really sad. The youngest person that I found that went missing from Yakima was just three years old at the time of his disappearance in May of 1984. Now, contrary to what some people think. Men can experience domestic violence. Of course, you know, I am all for my Native sisters. I'm an Indigenous woman. I really care about that. That's something I'm passionate about. But again, guys, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We do need to also look out for our Native brothers. Because men can experience, again, domestic violence men can I mean a lot of bad things can happen to men just like it can for women but it's I feel like more stigmatized and it's just not talked about honestly and so I mean and then you have stuff happen and it's just like oh what happened why didn't he get help well because people literally think that that can't happen and it's really weird In a June 2019 article on the website ICT, or Indian Country Today, more than 1.4 million Native and Indigenous men have experienced violence in their lifetime. 1.4 million. One in four have experienced sexual violence. Two in five have experienced physical violence by an intimate partner. One in five have experienced stalking. Three and four have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner. And when I think of that, like mental abuse is, is very real form of, of abuse. Um, but nowadays there's a word for it and it's called gaslighting. When I think about that psychological aggression, I think of gaslighting. And if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys love true crime like me. So I'm sure you've heard the term gaslighting. You know what that is. If not, I would encourage you to go look it up. Because when I found out what gaslighting was, I realized like, holy crap, I've been through that like a lot in past relationships. So it's, yeah, gaslighting is a real thing. Now, sometimes abuse is actually worse for men who are members of the LGBTQ community. And again, LGBTQ, all races. The LGBTQ community is one huge community, which I still don't freaking understand how people like don't get that. It doesn't matter who you are, what color your skin is, what race you are, what your culture is like. I mean, you could be part of the LGBTQ. It's literally, I was about to say it's 2022. No, guys, it is 2023. 2023. And gay people are still fighting for rights. They are still fighting to be accepted. Again, twenty twenty three um this year is gonna mark like what 55 years or something like that that you know since the stonewall riots like it's 2023 people lgbtq community is real alive active they're here get freaking used to it about a quarter of gay men and one in three bisexual men have experienced rape physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner. Again, people don't think that men can get raped. People don't think that men can get stalked. There's some crazy people out there. I mean, we've talked about a couple of them. Hence, Lori, who is Kit's birth giver. That crazy broad had domestic violence against Kit's dad. Like, this stuff does happen, people. And this stuff, as much as women, violence, it needs to be talked about as well. Now, there's also something called two-spirit in Native American culture. You guys have heard me talk about two-spirit before. Um, Many two-spirit men actually have an additional stigma and barrier when seeking help for you know, any type of violence against them. Um, the best way that, I guess it's like the modern day term, because two-spirit people are very, very, very special in the Native community. Um, and the Native community has been very open with LGBTQ for like ever. And two-spirit people are, the easiest, like most modern way that I can explain it is They're pretty much natives, non-binary. So two-spirit people have an extra special connection, and they don't conform to gender identity, um, or they can be more than one gender. It's, like I said, I think for people to really understand it, it's pretty much natives' version of a non-binary person. Now, one of the most hurtful psychological things that someone can do to you, and again, this is gaslighting, is some of these people are not, quote unquote, out. They haven't came out and, you know, said that they're part of the LGBTQ community, whatever form that is. They're just not out. And that is their story to tell and not anybody else's. And unfortunately, that's, like I said, it's another form of psychological abuse. The the people will threaten that person. The abuser will threaten that person and be like, I'm going to out you to your friends or your family or whatever. It's all a mind game. And it's really unfortunate because, again, nobody has that right to tell your story but you. No, of course, again, it's not really talked about a lot. Um, So there's not a lot of resources for men when it comes to stuff like this, like there are for women. There's, I mean, domestic violence hotline. There's women shelters. I mean, yes, there's men shelters, too. But it's just I again, I get it because I'm an indigenous woman. And women do have a lot of resources at their disposal, but men do not. Um, and that's that's a big thing that, like, really needs to be talked about more. Um, just, like, mental health in general. Mental health in general is so stigmatized. And, it, like, for what? There's no reason why it should be. And I... I mean, I don't know. It's just like, again, it's something that needs to be talked about, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, whether it's a non-binary person, mental health, um, domestic abuse, all of that needs to be talked about openly and freely, and people need to feel safe. There is a Native helpline called Strong Hearts. So Strong Hearts Native helpline supports all Native men and women. Um, And when I say all, I also mean like Two-Spirit and LGBTQ natives, everybody. Uh, They are open seven days a week from 5 a.m. Pacific time to 8 p.m. Pacific time. You can reach them at 1-844-7-NATIVE or 1-844-762-8483. Now, of course, for all of these cases, and I mean, for men's cases, women's cases, anybody in Yakima, you can call the Yakima Nation Tribal Police at 509-865-2933. And again, as always, you can remain anonymous. So I honestly really wish that I had more to talk about. Um, because again this I can't say it enough this whole conversation with domestic abuse and men are just it's just not talked about at all Um, I also didn't find a lot of things like I said about murdered men Um, and I guess you can look at that in a way that that's a good thing it's just it's makes you think like all this stuff happens in the world why like why isn't talked about I don't know. But um, after this, actually, I'm going to drop another little bonus episode because um, I know you guys have been, like, really cool. I My first week, you know, my first episode of the new year came out late. This episode's coming out late. I'm going to give you guys a bonus episode, and then you're going to get the big collaboration episode um, Wednesday, January 18th. And I will have more information on that later. So again, just as much as we need to take care of our Native sisters, we also need to take care of our Native brothers. With that, guys, I will talk to you in the next episode. Remember, have fun, but be safe.